Before we turn to the word, I would like to I can't be a big blessing to people if I'm poor and broke and depressed and I don't feel good about myself. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness. All I believe in a literal burning Bible hell just as strongly as I believe in a beautiful heaven. No, no, no. Not God bless America. God, I am America. Listen the Bible for killing enemies. Souls are in hell now burning now. The, the Bible means a lot to me, but I don't want to get into specifics. Pray this simple prayer. Lord, speak to me. I'm eating a <laughs> cheese sandwich. Great. I don't know why you wouldn't do that either before or after. Durian's perfect. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, God, I can hear it in your mouth. It's good. It's good why are you eating a cheese sandwich? Uh... Is it even a? The, is it a grilled cheese? Is it just cold bread and cold cheese cold together? Cold bread, cold cheese, mayonnaise. Um, I put meat on it for a second, but it was really slimy, and I tasted it, and it tasted super rotten. <laughs> okay. And so I threw the meat away, and I was like, "Well, I'm not gonna. I can't take the mayonnaise off the bread. I can't put the sandwich away, and I'm not right. wasting good mayonnaise." So right. Of course. A, I just made it a cheese sandwich. Perfect. Um. And I'm a millennial, so I put two kinds of cheese on it. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not good audio. It's great. Um, oh, sounds like you're guzzling cum. Speaking of guzzling cum, I was so drunk on Twitter last night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw it. Sorry when I, I do that. I I know it's gonna be good when uh, you send me like a snapshot of a tweet you've dropped, and I'm just like, wow, that's really bad. Like. That's, uh, <laughs> Well, yeah, you have to delete that now. I feel I feel bad because, you know, it's not my Twitter. It's our Twitter. Right. Okay, but so I, we both go down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're going to also be implicated in uh, some of my less classy tweets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Someday I'm going to be in an interview. They're like, why would you describe Dan Crenshaw as a baby rapist? I'm like, I stand by it you know like i just have to i, I can't i have to take uh, i have to take credit for that you know well, I'm not in, a, in my defense on that one it's gonna come out eventually <laughs> <laughs> you think so yeah should we get into it do we think do we want to you heard it here first dan crenshaw baby rapist yeah why else okay. would he sell his eye to the devil for the ability to find children using his other eye <laughs> it was like a trade-off i bet he's got wall hacks now god's it's, like it's kids anyway god or the devil or whoever was like all right i'll give you the ability to hunt down children for your sexual abuse but i'm gonna take one of your eyes it's like a thing great it could have happened like a monkey's paw or whatever you know honestly he's one of the like the lesser politicians where i'm not even quite sure what he does or why people hate him he's basically just republican version of uh of aoc or whatever mm. he's like a, he's younger he's just in the house right he's not even a real senator and mm. uh i don't know <laughs> he, real stirs up the, he stirs up the base sure great and, okay uh anyway. reason enough for us to uh, uh libel him and yeah. slander his name but sure that enough. tweet no i didn't tweet about him last night when i was drunk last night it was uh i was talking about recently dead cock brother and how the, his favorite ice cream was cum Phil Toddler. Okay. Was that was the tweet? Yeah, yeah. Again, again, just 
I love to just see what's going on with uh, my Twitter account. Well, we have to that we share. If someone famous dies, you have to do a rest in peace tweet. <laughs> so that <was> <laughs> well, that's what the Koch brother deserved. Yeah. I was, um, I mean, I saw it on Reddit, and it's not like I can take credit for it. But uh, this guy had a, a top comment about it that was, um, "Society progresses one funeral at a time." Kind of like all we need to do is get rid of one more Koch brother, and then all the other people, and then someday somehow we might prevent the Amazon from burning down. With a little bit of luck, yeah. You know, yeah, just yeah. Uh, just just pushing on through, getting rid of all the, the the scrubbing out the chaff as we move forward. Yeah, well, I'm ultra progressive, and I think that if we just burned the fucker down already, burned down the rainforest, and we won't have to worry about protecting it, and we could focus on other progressive uh, ideals. And you know, activism. yeah. You know, I'm not one to incite violence. You know me, but yeah, I do kind of think to myself sometimes, like if all we're waiting to do is get rid of these roadblocks by waiting for these old guys to die, wouldn't it be good? Things, America. Yeah, yeah everyone's anyway. just gonna have to. Everyone's gonna have to guess what you just said since I just bleeped <laughs> it out. <laughs> 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 All right, well, anyway, um, so, uh, yeah, this is the Revelations podcast. Um, uh, I'm Do you want to say your name? Do you want to yeah, say your name? I was thinking about today? it. I don't know. You're Cole Deluski since I stepped on that, and I'm Grant Voiced. And we are just doing a quick little recap episode today because we finished that Joshua motherfucker up. Yeah, he's Thank done. God. He's the, David Co- the David Coke of the Bible. Hmm. And that he's uh, dead and was an asshole. Yeah. Um, so give, all right, give me your, give me your elevator pitch for Joshua. You're trying to sell Joshua the book to, I don't know, a guy who's putting together an anthology of books and, uh, what do you, how do you do it? I would say it's this fantastical tale that couldn't exist today about a bunch of Israelites rolling into town and pushing people out of their homes. Okay. You didn't really, uh, <laughs> Oh, I got it. That just clicked for me. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I always like to bring it to that. Uh, I don't know. Is that it? Is that basically it? Is well, Joshua? I mean, I'm sure I, 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 as I read my Bible, uh, it's constantly trying to, and I want to get into it more than that, but it's constantly trying to paint this as some kind of like divine purpose and God's promises fulfilled and, and walking by faith and blah, 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 blah. But I really feel like if you read this book, there's not a lot of that going on. There's yeah, just dumb. more random stories of intense bloodshed, murder, and, uh, you know, uh, occupation. You know? I, I saw it as three basic things. So, one, it was more of a, like, how the leopard got its spots type story, right? There was a lot of, like, origin story happening, which we've seen throughout the Bible so far, but this was very location specific like and this is why that valley is called this and this is why we have this spot of the river that's important and all that and then we've had, uh, we've had those in the bible before though yeah like, i know uh, but it just it felt tomb and shit it felt heavier here because um i mean this now they're there right now they're basically there for good they've reclaimed their homeland this is now we're we were kind of guessing about where shit was earlier, I guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And now it's more like established cities and shit that, that, that exists to this day. So, Yeah, the way. migration of Moses is kind of up in the air of where he was. And in a lot of the directions in the Bible don't even make sense. But um, with Joshua, it's a, it's a westward, then southward, and northern expansion. And 
slaughter, I guess. So yeah, one, it was that. Two, it was uh, it was basically a mythology of of a great Israelite hero, right? So it was establishing, mm-hmm. jo- you know, the titular Joshua, and uh, just putting a bunch of bullshit ass stories under his belt so that uh, he's as sure. cool as you want him to be, right? It's like sure, it's Hercules. Sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, although, I don't know, like, Hercules, I feel like I understood the guy, you know, he had to clean those stables, he murdered his family, you know, he yeah. was a cool dude. Whereas it Joshua... sounds just like Joshua. <laughs> <laughs> uh, whereas Joshua, I don't really understand the man, I don't really know him. I mean, even, we had an entire book dedicated to him, and I still don't feel like I've got a grip on the guy. Like, who is Joshua? What kind of dude is he? Well, at least he didn't murder his own family like Hercules. That guy basically did the murder version of cuckolding himself. Uh, right. Perfect. Nailed it. Let's not talk about Hercules too much. Um, <laughs> let's stick to just the one fictional character for today's Yeah, episode. yeah, yeah. I, you can't prove that Hercules is fictional. True. But uh, Joshua, I think, is... Um, he was came off as a little more blameless, right? He kind of had jo- a Joseph syndrome, I would say. How um, so? Well, what did he fucking do wrong? Everyone else fucked up. Did he? I don't think he did ever. Uh, I mean, yeah, I guess. Um, maybe we'll come back to that. Is that, yeah, jo- Joshua is blameless. He's a total zealot. Uh, he's, like Moses, retains that capacity to kill his own people. For sure. Um, Achan, for sure, loves to kill Achan. <laughs> uh, um, I don't know. Um like, I just, I, I don't know if it matters and who gives a shit. I mean, obviously, this is an old-ass book, um, and I, I can't really begrudge it for not having some Harry Potter-esque character development or whatever the fuck, but I, yeah, I don't know. The, I just The pinnacle of character development. <laughs> Thanks. Wow. I'm sorry. I bit Twilight. Back to a classic. But, you know, like, I guess. <laughs> Fucking 15. All right. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead. Um, I, I guess, I don't know. I just don't. I, I, who is Joshua? Like, when you were growing up, I mean... Who is Joshua? Like, describe him to me. Like, if, if I had to, like, well, he's exactly what your Bible told you. He mm-hmm. was right. He was uh, a sign, or he showed what it was like if you have faith in God and you're able to go up against innumerable enemies and you're able to conquer every time. As long as you know, it was this whole like uh, faith warrior, right? Right. Fucking G- the first jihadist, if you will. I guess. I guess it's kind of interesting. Is that I don't know. So, according to the Bible, how many Jews are we talking about here? I mean, I think at one point they list the army as being about 40,000. Uh, I thought it was a lot more than that, but maybe. I thought it was like 600,000 men. Well, we had we had about 600,000 men, I think, at the first census. Hey, if you want to ask questions about numbers, you have to come in ready. <laughs> All right? You can't uh, I guess, I guess I mean, I'm just, I, I, now, now I'm, I'm not sure if we should just take the time to find it. Because I remember there was a time where he was, like, divvying up, like, okay, this is who's coming across the Jordan. I'm pretty sure it was 40,000. I know they let all the fucking cowards stay at home. I remember that part. Yeah, so even though there were certain numbers of men uh, that were of fighting age, there were all these different criterion where. Oh, yeah, they, about 40,000 armed for battle crossed over before the Lord. Right. So yeah, you're right. That's in uh, chapter four, verse thirteen. I guess is that if I had forty thousand dudes, I guess we don't know. I'm gonna say I guess like fifteen more times. I think, please. But uh, <laughs> uh, we don't know the size of these enemy armies. We just know that it's 
the five southern kingdoms it's the five northern kingdoms it's very convenient you know um yeah jericho and all that bullshit um but we don't really know how those numbers stack up against forty thousand. i feel like the whole walk by faith Maybe just because these guys are cowards and that there's hints of them being giants amongst them, you know, the children of a knack and all that bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy. Maybe that evens the odds. I don't fucking know. But it, to me, it didn't really feel like it was much of a fair fight at any time. But maybe that's the point. It could be. Um, and I think it wasn't a fair fight because you had God literally using the hail and stuff. Like, it was all... Yeah, pretty funny. Even with, um, even if they only had ten people in their army, the whole point was that God had their backs, um, which I think plays to the whole idea that yeah, Joshua just had to lead by by faith and not be worried and shit. Yeah, he just had to show up there with the Ark of the Covenant and all that stuff. I've seen yeah. the movies. Um, I guess my question to you is, and I don't, I can't have an answer to this. I have no fucking clue. But uh, my Bible consistently tries to paint the story of Joshua as a mirror slash precursor to the victory of christ yeah. does any part of joshua's story knowing what you know mirror jesus is that a fair am i missing something here if you count the fact that jesus technically inspired the crusades then yes <laughs> <laughs> but then only in that regard there's there's some connection to him you know yeah because the crusades were basically this except... i mean they have basically the same name right yeah joshua and Je- jeshua whatever mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah yeah it was definitely that was definitely intentional um but uh right. or maybe it's uh, just like uh maybe it's like uh like mexicans naming their kids jesus you know all yeah. we need is one of them to uh rise from the dead again and then we'll just you know <laughs> uh, we'll <laughs> never be, know though this is just a fucking numbers game with them yeah, you know the, f- the first one well, as soon as we find one that's able to levitate over the wall We'll know it's the chosen one. That's how we'll know. The chosen Um, one to fight our chosen one. All right, sorry. Great. (laughs) Yeah, to Jesus. So it was, um, you know what what sucked is that I I did go into this telling you, hey, is this going to be a great book? It's going to be, hey, we're going to have a blast. We're getting out of fucking Egypt. We're going going on an adventure. It's going to be all just fun and good people doing good things, having a good time. You stick by that? No, no. (laughs) (laughs) I don't. It, it was, it was not only really shitty and horrible and atrocious what they did to these people. It was also a hard fucking read. It got boring. Like, why did yeah. we have to talk about splitting up the land for fucking eight chapters in a row? I mean, I guess, I don't know. You ever, you ever trying to lie and you start getting really specific in the details, you know? And you're like, yeah, and that's when we kicked the shit out of those guys. I remember because my shoes, they fell onto that table over there. And I remember because it was 8 o'clock. And you're like, all right, okay, I, f- I don't believe you. But the fact that you're trying to, like, throw out these specific details, like, oh, that nails it down. Oh, yeah, it was west of the G- Gilead. Oh, great, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of It was weird, a three-day huh? walk. They must have been there. How'd they know it was a three-day walk, you know? Yeah. Um, it is very much like that. But I feel like uh, a lot of myths are that way, you know? Um, yeah, I have another question. What the fuck is up with Rahab? Let's get into some of the, the, the more oh, yeah. weird details. What, who is her. Rahab? Why was that story important? Like, at the end of the day, none of it really mattered except that the spies went to a whorehouse, and then they come back three days later after spying, and like, all right, what intel did you get? And they're like, oh, well, I guess the people are pretty scared of us. Like, oh. Cool. So what's I mean, the, she, do we do we know guard times? Do we know, like, uh, she was do we a, know, like, uh, key players? Like, who's out there? She was a schematic narrative, right, that we've talked about mm-hmm. before. 
for the uh, long-lived trope and fiction of the hooker with a heart of gold, I think. <laughs> yeah. That's what we were doing here. Of just course, setting, yeah. setting that trope up for the future. Uh, yeah, I, I think that she was... It was a dumb side plot. Um, the only reason I can imagine that it was added was to um, give some like value to a certain family at some point. And they're like, hey, you know, we need, we need these people to be respected, so let's like throw in this like questionable morality woman of like or of questionable values who ends up becoming a good person like let's let's show let's show how this group of people got inducted into being cool mm-hmm. i think because um, yeah i don't i guess i feel like rahab uh when i was talking about joshua everyone was like oh yeah rahab she opened the gates and allowed the army in and brought down the fall of you know uh Jericho and blah blah blah, and I was like, okay. And then I'm reading the book. I'm like, none of that's in here. Who Where told the fuck you guys? I've heard it from a couple of people. Put who them on blast that... right now. <laughs> Let's call about where like I've heard from multiple people who don't recall the story of Rahab. Probably like, oh Rahab, she helped the spies out of Rahab. Did all this blah blah. I'm like, well, she hid the spies. Yeah, she probably had sex with them too. I mean, you know, Almost while certainly. I'm there, yeah. <laughs> I mean. It's a. It's like it's like if you and I were hiding out at like at a strawberry farm. I'm gonna pick some fucking strawberries. Yeah, you are. <laughs> what, you think I'm just no, hanging no. out here for the fun of it? Fucking pick up. Like, yeah, if, if we were hiding in a dentist's office, I'm gonna get my tonsils removed. I yeah, think they, I think they <laughs> do that. I don't yeah, know, I'm like, <laughs> nailed it. Yeah, um, I, don't, I, don't yeah, I just that. don't. I, like, it's it's a weird little. And then they met a whore and they hung out. Like, it doesn't even make sense why the spies went to the whorehouse. I I, I my Bible as we well, recall, that does make sense. Like, yeah, I mean that's, yeah, yeah. That's the part I really. That's the part where I was like, okay, maybe this did happen. This is the one part of the Bible. Well, no, that I mean it makes happened. sense because uh, on a not like on a not humorous level, it makes mm-hmm. sense that you would go to a place where you're going to have all different variety of social status people coming through. It's like a, I feel like a, a whorehouse is going to be like a hub of knowledge. Like that's it's like where, an early Starbucks. Yeah, I mean, look at like uh, Game of Thrones. You know, that's where all the little uh, spy masters. The Lord of Whispers, whatever they all worked out of whorehouses and stuff. That's where the inf- uh-huh. info flows, you know. Yeah, and I mean it's honestly, like a, if, if I, I only work at places that have great benefits. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you know, like people are like, "Oh yeah, my place has a Starbucks in the lobby." I'm like, "My place gives blowjobs." Like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I would honestly rather fucking. Have a Starbucks. Co- there's a coffee maker in the break room. I, I got everything I need. <laughs> Uh, gross. Um, All right. So that's Rahab. Who else was that? The Gibeonites. Let's talk about their little deceit. How fucking stupid are these Israelites? Um, it does seem pretty fucking stupid that you guys are just hanging out. Here comes an envoy asking for a a peace treaty, and they're offering nothing in return. Like, we won't attack you, and you won't attack us, I guess. But aren't we the guys with God on our side? Like, yeah, Fine. like, uh, you don't want to be why would you want a treaty? That's a good question. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, you got to think, even if they are far away, eventually we're going to want to slaughter them, right? When we run out yeah. of things to kill here. It, it, it'd be like if Nazi Germany was, like, on the warpath, and then, like, a couple of envoys from Tahiti are like, can we have peace? Be like, do we want peace with Tahiti? I think. They are neither blonde sense? nor blue-eyed. So Does that make sense not. for us? Like, why would you do that? Like, I, yeah, the whole well, thing for Japan, game. technically. <laughs> Technically, yeah. And Italy, right? They saw the writing on the wall, except that they can't read. (laughs) (laughs) Huh. Anyway, uh, (laughs) uh, so I don't know with Gibeon. I I guess. Is it just 
because they ended up being woodcutters and I feel like I feel like this story was being told and as it was being told people are just asking stupid questions in the audience so things yeah. are getting inserted like he's like and then they moved across they're like why does Gideon's woodcutters he's like um Okay, here's uh, here's here's how I explain that one, you know, and then everyone's like, okay, great. Like, there's like an actual story in here about Joshua <laughs> slaughtering women and children, and that's all great. And there's a bunch of people like a stupid fucking uh, five year old just being like, but what do we do about whores? And he's like, all right, yes, okay. There's another story about this, you know, like, how did they get into Jericho? Like, ah, fine, all right, I'll just let me just add these details that don't fucking matter and don't really affect the story. Yeah, you basically just wrote sense, uh, yeah. schematic narratives for dummies. Thanks. That's, <laughs> that's, that's what um, this are. I, I think, more or less. I guess my question is, is that ultimately the story of Gibeon, uh, I guess, I, the way the Bible frames the story of Gibeon is that, yes, they tricked these Jews mm-hmm. um, into signing a peace treaty, but as a result the five armies left their fortified cities to try to destroy Gibeon and then got caught with their pants down, so to speak. Yeah. So, I don't know. Was God tricked, or is he clever like a fox? I think that the answer is there is no God. (laughs) (laughs) I guess, I, I don't know. I think I'm going to go with the reasoning that God was, that the Jews were tricked... But um, God found a way to turn lemons into lemonade. I don't think the, the story of Gibeon isn't really framed like this is part of God's plan. It's just more like, well, this shit happened, and then oh, looks like this fell into our lap, you know? Um, yeah, that, I mean that could be it. As far as uh, if there was a real a real life basis for this, I would say that it it was probably something along those lines of like a. Uh, um, that they were tricked, but that maybe God, I mean, I feel like the Christian answer would be, well, well, God let them be tricked probably for something they did wrong, right? That they, they doubted his word. They should have killed everyone they saw, even though these people <laughs> promised they were from a faraway land. So God was like, well, now you have to, now you have a, a slave class of woodcutters you have to deal with, which actually well, sounds cool. I, mean, yeah. I think Israel, it's one here. They do have a but, lot of uh, slaves now. Um, it is kind of funny. Like, uh, I like how the Bible, uh, like God's punishment of the Egyptians was because as, as retribution for the forced labor that the Egyptians put onto the, the Jews as slaves, as if he has like this grand idea of like human freedom and liberty and stuff. But these Jews are enslaving people. They are, oh, the, yeah. Doth- they are the Dothraki horde, you know? Yeah. If anything, they were in Egypt as punishment. For things they were gonna do later, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like, like, uh, yeah. If, if if anything, it's like uh, when you join a frat and then you get raped in the ass, and then like every huh. new pledge, you're like, all right, looks like you gotta get raped in the ass. You're like, why is this? Can't you just break the cycle? Like, no, no, no. We were slaves in Egypt, and we got the shit kicked out of us, and now you're our slaves. You know, you gotta. I mean, that, you, that is how the cycle of abuse works. Yes, you gotta, <laughs> you're not wrong. You gotta pay your dues. <laughs> um. um. You know what's funny about the story, I think, this is my personal insight on it, is that I think the Israelites uh, got tricked because of their hubris, right? Of their, They're too proud. So mm. this is like if someone comes to your office and is shooting the place up, and you sure. go up to him, right? He's gonna, He definitely wants to kill you, too, because you, like, you work there, but maybe he doesn't know you that well. Okay. And you go up, you're like, hey, 
I'm from the office uh, across town. Uh, don't kill me like I'm not one of your coworkers. You know, kill your coworkers. I'm here to like help you. Uh, right. Just wanted to make a treaty because I'm a shooter too. Uh, <laughs> and I just heard about how cool you were, so I came over here to meet you. Right. And then he's like, "All right, you're you're pretty cool. <laughs> you're you pretty cool." Okay. He doesn't he doesn't check your badge. You're logging it. He doesn't threaten the HR lady. Be like, "Is this guy?" But I mean, I'm, from, fact, I'm from the Kinkos. <laughs> but you have to be. You would have to be kind of an idiot to believe that story. Like, oh, really? You came. You came from way the fuck over there because you heard about us. Like, what? How'd you hear about us? Like, you know, you, you didn't you, do any investigation on. that. They're so proud of themselves that they think it's possible. Mm. Because here's the fact: no one that came from be. far away, right? So no, they weren't heard of. Uh, that would be pretty flattering. That no one gave a fuck about them. And so they were just so proud. They're like, well, must be because we're so cool. We have such a cool and nice God. Hey, hey guys, I think, these, I think these Gibeonites are, are wrecking us as a sovereign state, you know? So, <laughs> so I think that it was their hubris that really did it here, as, as right. much as it was them being gullible. They were, uh, they were so proud that they wanted to believe it, you know? I guess that makes sense. So I don't know. I hate um, it. The only other note I really had was uh, when I start when we started the story of Joshua. Uh, my Bible posed a question. I want us to re- uh, come back to it. What? But uh, when we when we started Joshua, my Bible posed a moral question, um, and I wanted us to. I was keeping it in my mind as we were going, and now I want us to kind of come back to it and okay, answer it. What's that? Read it. But basically, uh, the argument was that like while some people may assert that the crime uh, that I, I'm about to put a bias, and I almost called it crimes. Uh, well, the war crimes. While some people might assert that the uh, duties commanded by God to Joshua uh-huh. and the Israelites uh, would be considered the primitive and barbarous act of murder against innocent people, uh, that these are actually justified killings and not murder. Um, so I guess Why? my question is, if the Bible is describing the book of Joshua as a series of justified killings... What does justified killings mean? Let's define it. That is a good question. Uh, for me, a justified killing would be one in self-defense. <laughs> I mean, doesn't it kind of end there? I Well, okay. Let's say someone uh, rapes uh, eight women in a dorm, like nurses or something. Okay, Ted Bundy. Got you. <laughs> no, not Ted Bundy. Who am I thinking of? Oh, the night. Uh, you're talking about... Uh, not the night. Anyways, Richard anyway. Chase or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so... You commit a capital crime, we put you to death. I would think that's a form of justified killing, you know, like someone is evil, wicked, we put them yeah, down. Yeah, uh, it's kind of self-defense. So there's got to be a form of it. It's self-defense against future rapes. I you know guess. he's going to keep raping. It's in the defense of society that we remove them from it. Yeah, because I think violently. that's the only people we should be killing. I guess. A, where it's not just at retribution. So, like, if a guy gets... If a guy gets screwed over by his boss and shoots his boss, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, we know why he did it. He does need to go to jail for a long time, possibly forever. But he's not likely to kill again, so we don't need to kill him because he's not on, like, a one-track... He's not a fucking serial killer, you know? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. then it's not self-defense to kill him. That's uh, my stance. I I guess. I don't know. Like, I mean, is there such a thing... Is 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 murder a valid punishment for people's wickedness or crimes like can it just be a punishment you know like 
like uh, like the equivalent of like so. a timeout. Like it's on the same scale of like, okay, well, you stepped on this guy's cat. That'll be a twenty dollars fine for the vet bills. You know, you got to pay for this. Blah blah blah. And then somewhere yeah, on the I line, so. when we get to the Canaanites, it's like, okay, you have to be put to death and your kids. Uh, yeah, I don't think so. I, I guess, I guess, the Bible describes the Canaanites as wicked. And God, specifically, when we're in like a, I can't remember if it's Deuteronomy numbers, it all runs together to me, but when God's talking to Moses, he's like, by the way, the places you're going to are evil. They are wicked. The people that live there are pieces of shit. We're going to put them down because they're pieces of shit. So in a sense, I think it's framing the slaughter that Joshua puts on these people as a form of punishment for wickedness, like no different than punishing someone for a crime they've committed. Gotcha. So basically, it would be like uh, if you were if you were gay in America, okay. and a bunch of people from Great start. Uh, Muslim countries moved to your town, and then right. they made new laws that being gay was illegal, and they stoned you, right, or threw you off buildings or something fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> just <laughs> right. Understood. Uh, but yeah, like, is that is, do, well, would we give the them a pass? The you know, yeah, like yeah. yeah, yeah. We all talked about it. We all agree you're illegal, you know. Well, here's like, the what, what would you, you do you, with if, a giant pack of illegals, Grant? If <laughs> the, pro- the problem is <laughs> cages. But the problem is that if you start making these rules, someone's going to be able to say, like, I guess this is just I'm, – I'm kind of rethinking my whole stance. Someone will be able to make the case, like, well, that's bad for society. It's going to get us all killed. So, therefore, by extension, it is self-defense to kill someone for this. So now I'm even kind of backtracking on my own defense of the death penalty for serial killers. So I don't, I don't even know. <laughs> See, um, I, I think when you consider the uh, now I'm start now I'm starting to think about I'm starting to defend Joshua and his actions because we know what God Jesus. does to <laughs> we know what God has done to sinners in the Israelite camp in the past. You know. Uh, that he's kind of made it clear, like, hey, if you mingle with fucks, I will ca- I will burn you to death. I will cause the earth to swallow you up. I would almost consider it self-defense. If I if I know that my dad will will put out cigars on me every time uh, I listen to rap music, and then, like, a black family moves in next door, I'm going to feel pretty jumpy about the whole situation, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah, you I'm do not- the mingle, you get the mangle. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I, I'm not justifying the dad's actions. That's horribly evil. But if you're talking about self-defense against a force you can't counter, uh, it, it, it kind of forces your hand, maybe. Maybe it's a little bit more okay. ambiguous. Sure. From Joshua's standpoint, let's say all this is true. God's real. He fucking saw God, I think, even. So, yeah, he knows God's real. He knows he has to do what God says, or his people will be butchered by that very God. Mm-hmm. The, the fucking the untamable lion that they have living in their house that they're all walking around trying not to make eye contact with. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. If that was the case, then it's justifiable. And then a family the story, of rabbit though, farmers moves in next door, and you're like, oh, God. Here's the problem. The people that follow this book think that God, unironically, and not under the threat of duress like our friend Joshua, think that God is right. That's the problem. Yeah, it's just, right. I, I, I'm, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. No, I do. Yeah, you know too. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, speaking of that, and uh, I guess was there an instance where outside of the hail, was mm-hmm. there an instance of God uh, 
using any form of divine judgment. I guess he caused panic. I guess there were some quote-unquote wonders and miracles performed in this book. Yeah. But I did notice in the one instance where it seemed like with Moses and Aaron, God was just a wild dog, and sometimes he would get loose and just do atrocities. Whenever he yeah, saw unless Moses could talk him down. Yeah, unless Moses could talk him unless, down. Unless Siegfried could get between him and the audience. <laughs> <laughs> uh but in the case of Joshua and the story of Achan, uh, Joshua finds out, you know, like when those 37 guys die, he's like, oh, shit, I got to do some fucking harm. And God does kind of come down and select him. Yeah, but it's up dumb to, fucking magic trick. Yeah, but it's up to Joshua to sort of exact punishment. Yeah. So I don't know if that's a trend, like part of the God's gradual distancing himself from humanity. Absolutely. Absolutely it is. It's been, is it, it's been constant. We've seen that happen more and more over time. Are we are, are so. we seeing more of a shift to mob justice as opposed to divine justice? Hell yeah, they're just establishing why we have the mob justice and what happens if we're not swift with it, you know? Ah, right, true, okay. So if you're like, hey, I noticed that that guy was shoplifting. Yeah, yeah, we gotta burn him and his family alive. Like, that seems a bit harsh, but like, did you not read Joshua, the book of did Joshua? Did you not read you about not? A-Chan? The- yeah, the fuck, he's stupid. Uh, this is cool. And then, uh... <laughs> I think the most important thing about this book, though, is that people need to remember what really happened, and that's that a group of upset people revolutionized their way of life in Canaan from the inside, uh, ate out the hmm. the Canaanite ways, put them out to sea, and slowly took over, as is recorded in some Egyptian manuscripts, which do not, by the way mention ever having hebrew people in egypt as slaves so so also that joshua is the manifestation of the uh of of whoever wrote the bible so there's a lot of evidence that joshua the story of joshua never happened correct and even from the point of view of it it is interesting that at least in the story of moses's sorry the story of moses um a lot of it is like, oh, the things I'm doing is so that the Egyptians will remember us and write this down and remember yeah. it forever. And the Egyptians don't remember that. What they do remember is a bunch of upstart Jews kind of growing in numbers and g- gently overthrowing. Uh, well, maybe not so and gently. at that point, they wouldn't but, have even been Jews. Like, it was just some people. And then I think they got to the top of power. And they're like, all right, time to reinvent ourselves to make sure we're not like them. Well, it is kind of interesting because we do have several batches of Semites. Like a bunch of brown shirts in front of the Reichstag. Wow. Anyways. Uh, anyway, uh, anyway, my point was is that, so we know that there was the Semites that overthrew Egypt during the 4th Dynasty. We know that yeah. there's Semites in the form of the Edomites, uh, the Moab, the Moab, Moabs, Moabites? Moabites. Moabites, Moabites. shit. Uh, the Ammonites... Uh, there's all the children of Abraham and Keturah. I mean, that includes the Midianites. Um, we have Ishmael. So, although I guess Ishmael's not considered a Semite, though. I mean, I guess I would call him a Semite. Yeah, he this is. Time. Yeah, from... they haven't differentiated exactly just yet. They're still. But I, I, I guess my point is, is that the Bible says, okay, by the way, there's other Semites in the area. And then gradually it's like, oh, but the reason why there's all these Semites in Jerusalem and, you know, um, now is because of a sweeping uh, attack as opposed to the fact that there might have just been a bunch of Semites in the area always. Yeah. I would say so. 
I mean, we have several. We've the Bible itself has identified, you know, like what, like at least ten Semite tribes that it recognizes. Yeah. So it's kind of weird that I mean, I and they were just weird. part of. They were all. They're all of the same origin, I would imagine. Right. You know, but somehow Roughly. the Israelites are bigger and badder. Uh, I guess that's and that's it for uh, that's about as much as I think we have on the subject. Yeah, I mean, it was a really uh, it wasn't necessarily a very short book, but with that huge fluff piece of the dividing of Israel, it ended up being not too much content. So I, I think we I think we talked enough about this bullshit. I feel like compared to like Deuteronomy, Numbers, Leviticus, that at least shit was happening and at least we're like at a narrative. It wasn't just an hour and a half of every fucking week of just like, and by the way, yeah. this is how we clean our blankets now. You know, you know like, oh, great. Needed well, that. Next up, we have Judges, which should be fun. And then the very tiny book of Ruth, which is only like, what, like five chapters or something. So, Ooh, uh, fun. four. It's only four chapters. So, we're going to have like, it's going to be weird. We're going to have some one episode books. So, we probably won't even do a recap for those. It's going to be fun, though. Nice. Yeah. Um, well, folks, if you don't already, follow us on Twitter at Revelations. You can send us an email. That's revelationspodcast at gmail.com. You got anything for the people? Keep your eye holes clean, everybody. <laughs> yeah.